Hi, I'm Lizzie, and my best friend has a book of over a thousand writing prompts. What do we do with all those writing prompts, you ask? We create weird, wacky, and sometimes deep stories, ranging in quality. This is the Promptcast. Hello. Hello. I took your ranging in quality. Well, they do. They really do range in quality. They, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had some solid ones. Okay, I would like to take it back to last episode because I had a genius idea in the car the other day. Oh, no. That could have saved us. Oh, no. Do tell. What if we made it a song? Because it's like, we've been married for 35 years, you get less for murder. Like, you know that song that you love from Over the Hedge? It's like, Rock in the Suburbs. Yes. That kind of vibe. Like, Stacey's mum? Like, All Star? Oh, that would have been a great idea. You know, some heavy guitar riff. Oh, well. See, that's the thing. I was so annoyed. I was like, that would have been so good for that prompt. Mm -hmm. It's all things in retrospect. Exactly. It's usually hindsight that shows you Mm. where your best ideas should have gone. That's okay. Next time, if we're struggling, just make it a song. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, how have things been, Chloe? Well, you already know I almost had, like, a breakdown over these buttonholes that I was making for a shirt. that'd do it. It's the first time I ever did them. It was fine last night, and then the sewing machine decides to have a mental breakdown along with me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how are you going? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying this weather. It has been raining profusely. I know you do. It's twilight. <laughs> it does give me twilight vibes. I'm not going to lie. It just It's very comforting because I feel like I can just rug up, watch a movie, put a candle on, and it just feels safe. Why, hello there. This is Editing Laws. Just for a quick update on that rain situation that I decided to say was so safe. Um, Where Chloe and I live actually experienced some of the worst floods that we've had in over a decade. So I just wanted to amend that it was not overly safe and was quite devastating for a lot of people. Yeah, it's really... See, I like this weather only for the reason, similar, I love to just rug up. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is where we live... I don't even know. We've probably disclosed at least somewhat. We're mm-hmm. in Queensland. And We're the thing is about where we live is that if it's rainy, it's probably either raining for the morning or the afternoon, the, like nighttime mm-hmm. when you're sleeping. The rest of the day, it's like sunny as. And it's humid because humid. It's we're never, preparing for the storm. Yeah, it's never consistently cold and rainy for like a like, couple of days. Yeah, this summer's been a bit weird though. Yeah, the summer's been regard. funky fresh. Well, not fresh, just funky. <laughs> it's yeah. been fresh. We've been getting a lot of greenery around. That's I would consider that to be fresh. True. I do have some random vine growing in my backyard. Love over. that. It actually looks pretty cute. Mm. Yeah. We love a cute little creepy vine. It is creepy. Yeah. It creeps. Anyway, it's a bit pernicious, so got to watch out for my other plants. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, should we get into it? We shall. Okay. I'm just gonna wait tell me when to stop Alrighty, let's go i'm thinking something a bit more recent again but like really recent so let's go with now okay choose between 151 oh no. what <laughs> or 160 like in, in between 151 and 160 yeah Nice, you managed to fit 10 across the page. Yeah, and they're actually, like, pretty thick. Damn. <laughs> um, I'm thinking 
56. Okay. Ooh. How are we feeling so far? At first glance. It's very it's a very specific one. Okay, cool. I don't remember this. But we I probably need a something very, a bit specific this time. Yeah, I must have had a very specific idea in my head. Because sometimes I have a story idea and it's really specific, but I'm too lazy to write down the story idea. So, so you just like make it a reduce prompt. it into a prompt. I love yeah. that. Okay, this one. It's a movie or book titled bracket number, bracket now. So like 16 ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they resolve slash kill slash defeat slash find all numbers of the noun but really there's one more <laughs> okay i have an example okay no no no. i no, get no, no, you no. i actually have an example written beneath it mm-hmm. um so i said eg seven assassins but they kill all of them but really there are eight assassins the audience is pranked so like oh. i imagine the book being like the seven sons but really there's like eight sons gotcha D- did you mean stardust oh i l- flawless but there's no it's like a great movie see i love that plot twist Oh, I just shut the book. <laughs> no. Um, what have you done? Yeah, anyway, ignoring that. But it's like, but you've got to set up like the number in the title. Yes. Okay. So. Um, all right. I, ooh. Should we do like a random generator? Ooh, of like things? Yes, yeah. we should random generate. Randomly generate. Oh, no, you should go to Spotify. And randomly generate, and whatever the noun is in the title of that song. Oh, I like that idea. Okay. If you hear something, let's tearing. turn it right down just in case of copyright. <laughs> I'm gonna. Should I go into like my liked songs or like my something Disney that will songs. have a noun in the title? <laughs> okay. Okay. Which sounds really stupid. I doubt there's songs without a noun in the title. Oh, I have an idea. What? Okay, I'm going to. Go into my liked songs yeah. and then shuffle it until I get like a cool noun. And then however many times I've shuffled it will be the number. Okay, go for it. All right. Be wild. One. No, that that doesn't even have a noun. Two. No. Three. Four. Mm. Five. Six. That is my stomach grumbling. Interesting. You chose so six. my... My sixth shuffle song was The Underdog by Spoon. Could we do, like, the six underdogs or something in like that it's regard? A, it's, like, a volleyball, like, sport team? Or is it, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, but then what's the seventh underdog? Why are they not? Why, why are they so important? Are they, then? like, the hidden secret jock that likes music? Oh, Cliche. high school musical. <laughs> yeah. Which is ironic because The Underdog is a very iconic song to Seventeen again, which stars High School Musical star Zac Efron. Because we, we had a whole chat on the way to our errands about rewriting... Rewriting Seventeen, 17 again. again, yes. It was... Actually, do we want Gender to briefly swap. go over it? I feel like we should because I really liked that. It was a really good. So you can, you can go over the casting because I can't remember what it was. So if we were to gender bend Seventeen again, essentially we would have... The Zac Efron character, so the younger version, as Sadie Sink, known for Stranger Things and the All Too Well 10-minute film. And the older version of her would be Amy Adams, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. known for uh, Leap Year. Enchanted. <laughs> I was thinking Leap Year. Leap Year. The iconic. Um, what's that movie? Is she in American Hustle? I don't know. I think she is. Um, I'm terrible with movies. And then 
the plot because obviously you can't quite have the same plot. Yeah, the the main thing that we changed was the parenting kind of style that they were. So originally, the original Seventeen, again, he just doesn't know anything about like his kids. Yeah. And that's not very involved. But our idea was that the older, like, Amy Adams is a, like, helicopter parent. Very possessive, knows everything that's going on in their lives, all of this stuff. And so when she gets turned to younger and goes to school, she sees what her kids are doing and that they're not happy. Mm It's like she's forced them into, like, chess club and that. So she sees how unhappy they are. And, like, that could be the change. Yeah. I know. I felt like that would... That would be a cool movie. That would be a cool remake. Yeah. Because it's like a similar kind of thing. Like, it is. It's like, it's a remake. It's not a remake. It's just like, ugh, I don't know how to explain it. Mm. It's a remake, but different. Kind of could be a sequel. It's kind of like a sequel, but yeah. it's not progressing the story. No. It's, it's like There's no spin-off. connection to the original story. It's just the concept. It's kind of like a Freaky Friday situation. Like, it's a remake. Yeah, it's a remake. But, like, you know, you're changing the plot just that slight bit. Like, yeah. Exactly. They're there to help their parents get married, that kind of thing. As For opposed sure. To just like remaking yeah. the story, but gender bent. Exactly. Um, while we were discussing that, I did click the next one. I gotta say, I didn't like underdogs. No. <laughs> I did not like underdogs. That No, that's fair enough. I just was looking for a noun. So, I, can, I can see fire mine, sauce on the cover, and yeah. I'm really hoping it's teeth. So we have like eight teeth. No. <laughs> no. The next song that came up was ghost of you <gasps> so eight oh, ghosts this is perfect this okay. is perfect because you know how saying you have to kill defeat like vanquish say so you you like it's like the house of seven ghosts like the seven oh. deadly sins oh but there's actually but there's an eighth, eighth which is like the boss ghost <laughs> mario pole dancing sorry i keep seeing this what meme. i keep saying i didn't send it to you <gasps> I keep seeing this meme. I need way more content. And it's in the game section of like this store. I saw two videos pop up in the space of one minute scrolling through Instagram. Uh huh. And it's like in the game section and it's just like on the top of a shelf. It's just like a little Mario promo. Like it's a Mario, like a physical 3D like Mario thing. Mm-hmm. And he's on his like pole as he slides down. Oh, but no. the thing is he looks like a stripper pole dancing. Oh no. So there's all these memes about like people like throwing money at it oh no like somebody come get her she's She's dancing dancing like a stripper anyway that's not pg but (laughs) i'm just surprised i didn't send it to you i'm Uh, surprised you didn't send considering how far we've developed the tgu i'm frankly offended you know what i'd say this is canon to the tgu that mara became a pole dancer after that absolutely because it's actually quite a respected profession oh absolutely yeah anyway Seven ghosts. Seven ghosts. Relative so, to the seven deadly sins. Do we want to go with that? I There's the seven deadly sins that we could go, or another iconic kind of seven progression Number. is the seven stages of grief. Ooh. Which could be interesting. Okay, so here's the two ways we could do this. Because if it's like they're vanquishing it, and it's like seven deadly sins... Because it could be a metaphor for someone grieving. Exactly, because I was thinking, if we're going with the seven stages of grief, is it somebody, like, meeting the ghost, and the ghost helps them through that stage and move on? Or are they physically trying to defeat the ghost? I think what it could be is each stage, like, they're defeating a new ghost. Mm. But the eighth ghost that is supposedly 
Oh my gosh, oh wait, I got it. The ghost of you is the eighth ghost. That's where I was going. You have to face the person that died or like whoever caused you the harm. Exactly. And that's when you have the acceptance. Oh, that's brutal. Mm -hmm. Damn. Mm -hmm. Damn. Sorry. Although to be fair, the the seventh ghost is acceptance. Acceptance. So there needs to be almost like the eighth ghost is a challenge. Like, have you actually accepted? accepted? Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. Because like, you can go through the stages of grief like after a breakup or something, but then if you see the person, how do you feel? Exactly. I've never had that experience, but that's Neither just a I. thought, what I'm imagining. I actually, um, for my final drama assignment, I actually, you had to create a <gasps> one-person play. I good. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I didn't use all seven stages of grief. I did the, like the more concise five stages of grief, and I related them each to a year of high school. So in color, didn't you do that? And in color, yeah. So chef's kiss. All of the five colors, all sorry, all of the five stages were represented by a color, were represented by a year, were represented by a Harry Potter book. Mm. So it was very metaphorical, and it actually because it was my final assignment, and like I was a drama kid, it was actually really like what's the word? Uh, cathartic. Yeah, cathartic's probably the right word, but it helped me come to terms with leaving high school. You were going through the stages of grief. I, I was by analyzing the stages of grief. Exactly, and Damn. I had a lot of things happen throughout high school that were good or bad. Obviously, it's so for the very end. <laughs> it's yeah, it's your like defining years of becoming a human and. Yeah, actually. Actually, I'd question that and say uni is. True. <laughs> through some but, stuff. like, that's when you're going but through yes. puberty and you're developing your lot. personality. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me come to terms with and accept and actually unpack how I felt about all of those different years. Mm. So. Which one corresponded to sadness? Sadness, I believe, was year 11. Was that like, oh. Yeah, depression okay. was year 11. And that's when I started to actually acknowledge that I wasn't mentally healthy. Mm. Um, it's like, dang, I have anxiety? Yeah, because it was year 11. It was the start of year 11 that I actually got diagnosed with anxiety. So that's kind of how that correlated. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a bit about like, Basically, the moral of that is I know a bit about correlating the seven stages of grief to tangible things. No, I like that. You always yeah. have a good background. I wish I'd developed that a bit more, though. It was so good. Because it was I don't really even good. remember. You didn't. You just. I just remember we talked about it and you told me the concept and what you did, but you never actually, like, showed it to me. Yeah, which I'm is probably, so rude. I probably have it somewhere hidden in my laptop because the you thing was, frame it, it was Print like it out a, and frame it. Yeah. It was a... um like a proof of concept assignment. Oh. Um, kind of so, like what happens at the end of this podcast if we actually have a story. <laughs> yeah. It was um, like I dissected the meaning and like the core elements of drama that I would be utilizing. And then um, I performed a scene. And I think I performed a scene from the depression section because mm-hmm. obviously I could get the most amount of emotion out of it. That. And I believe the correlating – um harry potter book was order of the phoenix yeah that's because the dementors yeah the dementors at the start and obviously harry being so conflicted 
throughout the course of the book. Um, I think I read a quote from it and then went into the scene. Mm. It was like for the character who was me, obviously reading the books and reading them over the course of their life was a comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, when you're grieving, you find comfort. Yeah, exactly. And okay. I had an idea. Mm -hmm. So we're doing the seven stages of grief. Yes. But hear me out. The person, like the protagonist, doesn't know that the stage of a grief, stages of grief, so they misinterpret them for the seven deadly sins. So could, could we align up the stages of grief, at least a couple of them, as close to the deadly sins until Probably. the person realizes it's grief? I think so. Because they're like, I'm battling my demons, but really they're actually just the ghost and the essences of their hurt. Yeah. Oof, the essences of their hurt. <laughs> I think the only thing is, the seven deadly sins, they don't have a particular order, do they? No, that's no. the thing. That's why I was like, this is okay, because you yeah. can do the stages of grief and figure yeah, out. Yeah, the stages of grief. Because yeah. anger can very much be one. Yeah, absolutely. If it's depression or something, that could be sloth. I know yes. you can you can kind of actually you can. are we onto something here that they correlate quite closely? Yes. I think we should pause for a second and take a moment to actually I'd... correlate them. Alrighty, so we spent the last probably two minutes. So, oh, I feel like we took about five minutes to do that. No, we were pretty speedy. It was seven minutes. We were both very off. Uh, so we've been aligning all of the seven stages of grief that we have here with the seven deadly sins. So for shock, we've got sloth. Mm -hmm. Any clarifying you want to do there, Chloe? Mm, not without... I feel like it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does make sense. Because um, usually what happens is like you just... Because you haven't had any family members die, have you? I haven't. No, I've been fortunate enough to avoid that so far. Because... For me, out of, like, my dog being hit by a car <laughs> and, like, yeah, when my pop died, it's – you you are literally in shock and you just kind of – You just exist. You just exist and yeah. you just kind of sit there. You might talk. It's – you're doing the bare minimum because mm -hmm. you're in shock. Which is understandable. Yeah. Um, next up, we have denial aligning with pride. Yeah. So because we, we talked about this and we said it. Because it's pride in the sense of like, no, I don't need help. Like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm not going to go through grief. What are you talking about? I'm I'm fine. That kind of yeah. energy. That kind of like when it is a sin. Not like, oh, I'm proud I got over my grief. It's like, yeah, no, no, this is toxic to me. Mm -hmm. Next is anger with wrath. That's pretty self-explanatory. That's, yeah. That's stunning. Um, following that, we've got bargaining with envy. Yeah, so bargaining it's hard really... to explain, but it works. Yeah, bargaining's obviously like, oh, well, if this has happened, then this blah, blah, blah. It's... I don't even know how to explain bargaining. No, it's kind of hard to. It's hard because, like, you know, in the typical context of, like, if you're going through a breakup, then you're, like, you're trying to get back to with them or something. Yeah. But if it's, like, somebody dying, I imagine it's, like, if it's like somebody already died, I imagine bargaining is like, maybe I should have seen them more. Yeah. Or like, maybe I should and that's do this with others. Yeah. Whereas, and that's definitely bringing in the yeah. envy. Because I imagine if bargaining, if somebody is currently dying, like going through cancer or something, mm -hmm. you do a lot of like just bargaining to try and find the right treatment, that kind exactly. of thing. And then you have like a lot of envy in that because you're trying to get it, you're trying to take from people that 
are okay and yeah. aren't going to like why grief. why is this not okay for me why am i why am i not coping or something yeah. like that yeah um after that is depression aligning with gluttony because mm. we originally had depression with sloth which made sense at the time but, but you see the thing is i think we were corresponding with depression as in the mental yeah like illness yeah. as it is as opposed to the stage of grief. Exactly, for because sure. It's, it's similar but different. Because yeah. some people might go through it and be very sloth-like, but then usually that might be the stage where you comfort eat. Mm-hmm. Or you're also being gluttonous for things other than, like, food. It might mm. actually be, like, you do want that alone time. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. For sure. Um, the last two we have, reconstruction with greed. Oh, yeah, we I realize we are explaining this. Um, so reconstruction with greed is like taking that time to like actually like build yourself better. Yeah, recover. Mm. And you might feel like greedy in doing that. Like, yeah. oh, I, I haven't mourned long enough. I Yeah, you might feel guilty. Like you might yeah. feel like you're being greedy. Um, so that's that one side of it. But then the other side of it is that some people might be reconstructing and they might become quite greedy being like, oh, I deserve this because exactly. I'm trying to get over grief. Like I'm entitled sure. to this. So that's the other side of it as well. Yeah. Uh, and finally, acceptance and lust. This is the one that probably doesn't align the closest. Mm. But saying that though, in our story, we don't need it to because at yeah, that exactly. point, maybe Ex- lust is the ghost of you. Oh, That's what that is. I suppose it could be like the lust for a normal life, but like all things to go back to what they were, but they're never going to go back to what they were because something has changed and that's what they need to accept. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So we have our seven ghosty boys. So what's the story? What's the story? Well, we kind of got to figure out what was the incident. What are they getting over? Cause don't forget the ghost of you was the final one. That's the extra. The that's the ghost. The eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, can we just take a moment to appreciate that eight is infinity? Oh, that's fine. They'll hurt forever. Oh, so is it like somebody did break up with them and it's just going to? Yeah, be like, is it a breakup or is it a death? I think death. Oh, because like okay, one. Neither of us have gone through a breakup. So that's true. It's we don't be know what to, to talk about. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I don't know what I'd be like. Anyway, that's beside the point. I feel like considering... You would cry so uh, much. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to continue. I would be Devo. I would probably come over and we'll just watch Twilight together. You would watch Twilight for me? Yeah, I'd watch every one of them consecutively. Oh my God, you have no idea how much that means to me. Now you're just going to go through a breakup for a time. <laughs> All right, I've got to find someone to break up with so that I can make Chloe watch Twilight with me. But it has to be, I can't, I will know if you're fake breaking up. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel the raw You think emotion. that I would fake break up with someone? Yeah. Just for you to watch Twilight with me? Yeah. Okay, well. Anyway. Um, but I also feel like if it's, because, okay, because we were thinking of like, they are initially are kind of vanquishing these ghosts mm-hmm. because they think they are the deadly sins mm-hmm. and like they're demons. They're fighting their demons. And if you're going through a breakup, you're not like, oh, I'm fighting my demons. Yeah. But if you're 
going through a loss of a loved one or maybe somebody is currently in cancer mm-hmm. like they're going through stage four cancer and that's when they have like the bargaining is very strong in that one yeah. Being like you can just do this treatment we can just go in this placebo like this new trial and that could be very strong or like if the person has already passed yeah um or maybe the <gasps> sorry i just had a really good idea do tell so i'm going on the they have cancer okay so this whole time they're like vanquishing their ghost slash demons but it's the stages of grief that they're going through yes and so they're going through it with the person who like has the cancer, maybe like their mum or something. See, I'm actually wait, seeing for, this wait for it. siblings. Oh, yeah. No, because this still works. This still works for it. Just like a loved one. Mm-hmm. And so you're going through, and you're going through the stage with them, and they're bargaining, and then trying to get them to do the treatment and all of that. And you get to a certain point in the story where you find out. That, like, the ghost of you was the ghost they were talking to and they already died from cancer. Oh. I'm sorry. I just... Whoa. So yes, then the I last think... stage is, like, the acceptance and they're talking yeah. to the ghost of you. It's like, I'm sorry. I the ghost of you know. comes after acceptance, though. Yeah. Well, they accept the, the cancer and the death because they yeah. realize they've been seeing a ghost. Mm. And that... And then they face the ghost of you after they actually really know they're a ghost and like they're dead and they're gone and like they just have to face that and then whatever happens happens wow so i think that should be the plot twist is you think that you're going through that whole cancer thing like the sibling Mm. and then you find out that they had actually already died yeah and there's actually two types of ghosts in the story going along that sort of line i like that um i think how i would like pace the story Mm. is flashbacks I think after each stage is completed, essentially, you find out more about what's actually happened. I like that. Yeah. I think if we if we would go down the sibling path or even any kind of family member, I think it would be interesting to have the two characters kind of be distant from one another. Mm. And the reason they're battling these demons is because essentially they feel guilty that they the didn't. entire time that they haven't spent time with them or they didn't like maybe maybe it's cancer and they did they feel like they didn't spend enough time with them leading up to or maybe they were in a car crash and it was the like the protagonist's fault yeah that's the reason why like, yeah they were driving us for their birthday or something yeah being exactly their present. and i so. think that's that would be really good to explain that in the fa- part the phase where they're facing the ghost of them yeah exactly oh god this is getting emotional this is already getting emotional wow oh dang any other thoughts at the moment well see okay going on the flashback things Mm -hmm. because flashbacks can be very powerful when used correctly or even not used at all i think we should use flashbacks yeah but i'm just there's this movie called collateral beauty Mm -hmm. and the reason why this is coming up because it's it's similar but it's very different to our story okay but basically He's going through a loss because his daughter died from cancer. Mm. Anyway, and so he's visited by these three entities that are love, time, and death. Okay. Because he writes to them. Movie. He writes to love, to time, to death. Um, He writes letters to them. And anyway, like, stuff happens throughout the movie. 
But the thing is, is there's surprisingly like a lack of flashbacks to what happened to his daughter and like when he was happy with his daughter and you know he has what a star-studded cast it is a really good holy moly it's it's a movie that you have to watch when you're in a serious mood but i need to watch this movie i would watch it i would happily watch it with you i have it on dvd i like physically wanted to own it so then there'd never be a day i wouldn't see it she's love oh but it's it's really good but the reason why i bring up that movie is it's because it's a movie that you would expect flashbacks for when he was with his kid or flashbacks and And there's vague things like he would be watching a family movie and Mm -hmm. it's like his kid or like dreaming but it's usually the same scenes you don't see many more details in it and that's because it contributes to the plot and the plot twist, kind of. Mm-hmm. It, well, one of the plot twists. There's Don't multiple. tell me what the plot twist I'm is. I'm not... That's why I'm being purposely vague, because I want yeah. people to watch this movie. Yeah. I found it because it had a One Republic song that I really liked, and I was like, this looks like it's from a movie. And then I looked at the movie, and I watched it with my parents, and we're like, this is so good. This is so good. It's got a fantastic cast. It, it comes through. Anyway, but that's the thing. I was talking about the power of flashbacks, and in this case, the lack of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes flashbacks are done really well and sometimes they're just kind of like, why did you tell me that? So I think with our flashbacks, are we going back and each flashback is just building on that relationship between them and the dead person? Or is it a time when them and the dead person got through that stage together when they were younger? Oh, Like, what do we want as the the content for the flashback i think a little bit of both Mm -hmm. um as in like each stage will be a flashback relative to what the protagonist has just overcome but it's still um uh consecutive Mm. it's still like what was the first stage sloth that would still be from a young age as opposed to say your gluttony which is going to be the fifth stage in so it's going to be maybe in their like late teens mm. so it's still going to be in order i suppose what's the word for that consecutive not no it's not consecutive. chronological that's it okay it's still going to be chronological but it would still reflect that and that stage i think yeah i think that's good so like we want them to be building relationship but also like maybe a time in the past where they got through that with their sibling mm-hmm. and then maybe in one of the stages there's a flashback and instead of them getting through it together it's them fighting and that's why they're distant yeah so that could be like an envy or something yeah so like envy and so instead of getting over it together that's when they start kind of getting distant here's where i've got i've got it You've got it. You've got it. I've got it. Blimey, Harry. So I think the challenge they're overcoming Mm -hmm. would be relative to the seven stages of grief. Yes, that's what I was talking about. Yes, but the flashback is the correlating deadly sin. Oh. Okay. How do you feel about that? So the first one's sloth. So it's a time when they were, like, younger did their, like, mum yell at them to go out and play together, so they did? Maybe. Is it something like that? Because what's the next one? Next one's Pride. Pride. So maybe, like, when one had one toy and the other one really wanted it. 
could relate this to a story from a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, they were playing with their sibling and um, they both had the same toy, but um, their siblings, sorry, their toy like burst and they thought that their sibling had purposely burst it. So they went and burst their toy, <laughs> but it hadn't been the sibling in the first place. So now neither oh. of them had the toy. So then how'd they get over that in the flashback? They didn't. Oh, right. Okay. So pri- well, maybe they found a way to play together. Like maybe they go and dig in the box for a new toy and they find two of a toy and they give the other one to their sibling. Aw, that's so cute. I know. It's like I played with my siblings. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, having sisters. I know I've talked about this. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so that's your shock and your denial and got your anger for wrath. So, an argument. Yeah. Maybe, like, um, are they, okay, are they twins? I have been because picturing if, twins, yes. Yeah, because I imagine they're very close siblings, but if maybe they're, like, twins, it could be, like, why is Tommy, like, why just say yes to Tommy asking you out when you knew I liked Tommy? Oh, harsh. Yeah, so it could kind of be like that. Are you thinking... Identical or fraternal? Because <sighs> mm, I don't want them to look the same. Fraternal. Because mm. I was thinking brother-sister twins, but so I was realized I. it doesn't work with Tommy asking them out. <laughs> no, that's why I wanted to clarify, because I've been thinking a brother and sister twin yeah, combo. Yeah, I'm thinking brother and sister duo as mm. well. Mm. But I don't... And I think male protagonist as well. I think yeah, his I'm sister's thinking the died. sister's dying. I'm loving how we subconsciously were thinking the same thing. Yeah, right? Oh, wild. Um, so there's wrath and then envy. They could kind of go hand in hand. Mm. Well, maybe it kind of starts building up because it, it is chronological and this is occurring over time. So yes. weeks, months, years. But I think the later ones are occurring closer, closer together, together. Yep. And cool. they're kind of actually unveiling the event. Like I the said, events. the event that causes them to become distant. Yes. Because I think it should then, like, yeah, be. Sorry, I was just thinking about something about the story. Okay. I will, I'll talk about it afterwards. Um, and then that's why they're kind of distant. Yeah, because so, of what's being unveiled in the flashback. So that's why you're waiting for the next flashback, because are they going to conquer this? like stage of grief because you want to know about the stage of grief but you also want to know what happened to the siblings mm-hmm. so what i was thinking yes is um i want the first kind of scene or something to be like the brother mm-hmm. coming into the house so like the sister's house okay um and then being like oh sorry i was late i'm like here to look after you and that's when they're going through it and they're going through the cancer treatment or like maybe she asked him to move in um, okay. Got a letter, and so they're going through the cancer treatment. It's going through that, but this is actually after she's already died, and it was in her will for him to get the house because he doesn't have a house. So he moves in, and he's going through this pathway, and so you think, oh, he's looking after her, and it's going through that. But then you have the plot twist that she's already dead. Because oh. I want the first thing to be like, oh, sorry, I was late. Like, sorry, I, we were so distant as kids. But this is already after they've died. Oh. And they never got to say the sorry. 
when they were still alive. Whoa. And so then when they're finally facing the ghost of them at the end, mm. they're like, I'm so sorry this happened. Yeah, it's an apology. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, it's an apology. Yeah. The only thing that That's I'm... a lost stage of grief. Apologize. Yeah. yeah. I... Anyway, how do you feel about that? I love it. Thank you. I love it a lot. The only thing that I'm, like, trying to currently wrap my head around mm. is what exactly are the ghosts and said challenges? Yeah, so here's the thing. Because I feel like the first one... Like, the first rendition of the story is, like, physically vanquishing them. Like, mm. slay, demons, slay. Yeah, because that's what I've been picturing. I've been picturing, like, a game in a dungeon just, like, battling ghosts. Yeah, see, that's what I kind of originally imagined. But mm. that depends. Are we doing this like it's going to be, like, some edgy Oscar-winning movie where they're actually just talking with ghost because i imagine we should pretend that the person is still alive so as they're looking after them they're going through these stages yeah like finding out they had cancer like them telling them and they're going through the shock and that kind of stuff but they have to get over it because maybe they have to make dinner for them so then they actually have to get up get out of the sloth and like make dinner but really they're making dinner for themselves yeah Oh. And that kind of thing. like So they're having to get over every stage to look after this cancer patient, which is their sister. Mm. But actually every stage they're having to look after themselves. Yeah. And I, I like that. I think it would be really powerful to have the the challenges against the ghosts be really consistent. Like it's all happening in one location or mm. like... Not necessarily all at the same time. Like, say say all of the um, stages of grief moments are happening, like, maybe they're talking to a therapist. And that's yeah. all just them sitting down, talking. Maybe um, it's not enough action. There's I'm, a metaphor see, of them, like, like mentally yes, battling. I get that. But when you watch a movie like that, you're like, bro, what's going on? Yeah, I know. I just, I feel like I need some consistency with the... I feel like I want physical ghosts to appear. So do I. I want physical ghosts to appear. I just feel like it would ruin the... the I, like, I would love that as well. It's just, I... How would that work cinematically? Well, you think that the person's imagining the ghost. True. Because I reckon maybe you should have in the letter, like, hey, I got your letter about moving in. Um, I don't get what you mean about this place being haunted. Like, seven ghosts? I haven't seen them. Mm. Like, maybe the sister really believed that her house was haunted, like, by the seven deadly sins. Yeah. And so he, like, moves in and is like, Hannah, I'm here to look after you. I'm your big brother for, like, five minutes to, like, protect you. There's no ghosts here. I've so got something. Got I've it? so Go got it. something. Go okay, so this Ghost is just me it. going... <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is me going back to my niche of connecting a bunch of different things. I think all of these also correlate with a room. Oh, my gosh, you're so niche. Nobody knows this. No, I mean, like, okay. The so... living room is depression. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. But no, like, you don't It understand. was in the parlor with the candlestick. <laughs> no, you made it sound awful. No, sorry, continue. Okay. I, really, I loved the enjoyment, the happiness that was on your face when you said, I have something. Okay. So go for it. So I think, so obviously he moves in to take care of his sister in inverted commas. She I did. think as he goes around the house to like settle in 
Mm. He comes across mementos from these events yes. that put him into shock, into denial, into anger. And the ghosts are in those corresponding rooms. Yes! And for some reason, like, the ghost won't physically leave the room. Like, when the person walks out of the room, mm-hmm. the ghost can't follow them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm liking and this. The, like, it's almost like the ghost is attributed to that, like, item or memento. We think about it. The ghost, the house may not be haunted, like she thinks. Because then it's also a metaphor. But it's like, yeah, it's because the memories are tied Mm -hmm. to those items. Essentially, the ghosts are memories. Yeah. Which is a lot of things. So that's why the memories flash back to the times of the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. But it's also like whenever they got over them. Mm -hmm. And then they started diverging as siblings because they couldn't get over them. Yes. And so I think... In the real life, like the current times when they're not mm-hmm. flashbacks, but they're at the point of when the sins are correlating to the times that they're distant. Yes. I reckon those should be the ones where in the current times, after they realize that they're dead, is when they're getting closer. Oh, yeah. Like bonding with, not like the, not bonding with a ghost, but like seeing the item or the thing and then getting closer and appreciation for their sibling. Yeah. Or, like, wanting to live because their sibling couldn't. Yeah. Wanting to live for them. Yeah, like, the reverse pathway, basically, in each story. Yeah. Like, the flashbacks, they're getting, like, distant. But in the current times, they're getting close. Which is a very cliche kind of thing. Not in the way that we're telling it, though. Mm, Yeah, true. We're cool. We're funky. We're fresh. We sure are. Wow. I really like the way that this has developed. Yeah. I don't think there'd be many actors in it. No. I think it would be very solely based on the protagonist. Very protagonist-based. Yes, there should be the sister who is kind of dying. I think McKenna Grace should play the <laughs> should who? play the young sister. The young version of the sister. McKenna Grace. Who's McKenna Grace? She's that girl who plays the young version of everyone. Everything. You know yes. exactly who I'm yes, talking about. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Like Sabrina. Yes. Everything. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm glad you understood exactly who I was talking about. Yeah. I really want the ghost. You think they're the same person upon looking, but they're actually different. So the ghosts are, like, humanoid? Yeah, humanoid. Okay. But I imagine, like, they slowly shift. Like, very subtle. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, say you first start with, like, a tall African-American man. Yeah. And then you end up with the sister that's the ghost of you. And however you have to transition through those... Because they're talking, because it shows that grief and the stages of grief are universal. Yeah. Okay. But it's also that. Like it's all going to come back to. But it's also transitioning to the sister. It's always going to come back to what exactly is making you grieve. Yeah. Because it's kind of foreshadowing. It's all about coming to terms with it as well. Exactly. Like you can give it a face that is so distant from what you're trying to overcome, but it's always going to come back to what you need to overcome. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Spot on. Spot Thank on. You. Yeah. So that's what I'm imagining the ghost. The ghosts are humanoid and they can converse with the ghost. And I think maybe the ghost is taunting them and that's why they think they're the deadly sins. Yeah. 
And so there should be a conversation where it's talking to the sister. It's like, no, I think you are. I see that I've faced the sins. I've faced the demons. Hmm. And I've... Sins? What are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, the only sins are what are in our past. Oh. No, the sins are what are in our past after we left each other. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Anyway. Wow. All right. Yeah. I think, like... Because the, the ghosts are bound to the room. So, like, whatever mm-hmm. they do, they conquer what's in that room. And so I imagine every time he finishes that room, he closes the door. And I reckon at the very end, after he's faced the ghost of her, he goes through and opens all the doors. Yeah. And, like, opens the windows and lets the house breathe. Because yeah. he was holding his breath this whole time. Oh. Mm. Wow. Sorry, this is a really good story. <laughs> We've done well. Damn! If there's a theatre production out there that wants our rights... I think this would be fantastic on stage. I think on stage. I don't really want a movie. I don't want to make want... this movie at all. No, I kind of want it to be a theatre production. I want the audience to be sitting in that room, and after it finishes, I don't want applause. I want them to sit there and be like, that was amazing, and then applause. Sorry, I'm just really like... You would be a great sister that has cancer. (laughs) Thanks, Chloe. I don't mean that (laughs) offense, but like, you'd be the really good... I could pull it. I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I could bring that emotion. Theatre Kid Loz would return. (gasps) She would be thriving. She would be. Wow. Oh, that'd be really cool. I'm just like picturing it now. I'm imagining the set can be very easily adapted for this. Like the yeah. room. You could correlate it to the colours if you wanted to, like the lighting in the room. You could. Because you could very easily like identify them with the lust and that. Like gluttony yeah. would be green. Or greed is green. I don't Envy's know. Envy's green. Envy's green. Come on, Chloe. <laughs> I was thinking, well, what's gluttony then? Yellow? Um, well, what I had, depression was obviously blue, acceptance was yellow. Um, denial at the start was... What's shock? Purple. I imagine shock's purple. I have bargaining as purple, usually. Oh. Um, I should look up colour theory for this. Yeah. I wonder if I could find my PowerPoint. You made a PowerPoint? Of course I made a PowerPoint. Oh, stunning. Yeah. Maybe denial was green. I don't imagine denial's green. Depression's definitely blue. Yeah. Um, well, we've got two more stages here as well. Yeah, true. That's what I'm thinking, throwing the purple in there. Purple's bargaining. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Um, maybe reconstruction would be green. I well, that... orange. I don't really? know why. Bargaining. Interesting. I don't know why, but I was very attached to purple when I did it. Well, purple seems like a very merchant wealth mm. trade colour, mm. which I can imagine. Mm, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the colour would be a fairly prominent part of it. No. Maybe, like, the object, like, the memento would be the colour. Yeah. That's I think I that would be. But then what about lighting? Because you've got to think about lighting in a theatre production. I think it would transition from being really dark to begin with, and each stage it would lighten up. And do you think with the childhood flashbacks, each time it's light and then slowly darkens? Yeah. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. Easy. And you can easily have child act- like actors going through. Well, you'd only need child actors for the first two, two. acts, like for the first two scenes. 
Yeah. First two acts, not two acts. Um, flashbacks. Yeah, first two flashbacks. So then, if need be, they could just you know go home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anything else on that? I think this is the per- like a really good stage production. I would love to actually do this. I mean, I'm doing a film degree this who is for the she? next couple of years. So who knows? Maybe I could actually produce this. Maybe you should actually join like the stage production theatre club at uni. There's there's one of those? Yeah, I think it's called like Underground. <gasps> I don't think it's production. I think they just do plays, but that's basically that's cool. what it would be. That's pretty cool. Which I would love to actually president, take over and <laughs> make this play. I would genuinely love to do this. And I know exactly who I would get to do the stage as well, to not, do the set design. Not me. Not you. Oh, I, not I, me. I, I have a contact. Me, but I'm still surprised it wasn't me. I have a contact. <laughs> who is it? You know who it is. I agree. Phenomenal. 10 out of 10. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if they, I wonder if they would play a ghost. Oh, absolutely. They would be able to pull it off. Reckon, they could do Lust so well. I reckon they should... I was going to say, I reckon they should be the second last. Because you, dead, slash alive, would be the last ghost. Yeah, so no, could, so the acceptance slash Lust one. Because I'm the last ghost. Yeah, so you're the last ghost. Because so going from the transition of ghosts, you would have to find someone similar oh, to you. Similar. So you'd have to find someone similar <gasps> to you to be the last acceptance, which Yuri wanted them to be. And they are a... Caucasian female. Yeah. But it's different enough that you would eventually transition to you. So I oh, think having them as good. that ghost. They play a very I've got to get onto them, oh my goodness. <laughs> Just give them this podcast episode. Absolutely. And they will be like, who are you talking about? Yeah. It's you. It's you, it's Gem. You. you know who you are. Gem. Gem. Ay, hey. Nice, nice, Took nice. You a while. Um, yeah. I'm happy to like leave it there. I love it. The eight or oh, the seven ghosts. The set. Yep. Yeah. I see. The thing is, would the production be called the Seven Deadly Sins or the Seven Stages of Grief? It wouldn't be called either of those because they're dumb names. Well, because <laughs> the base of the thing is, you think that there's seven of something, but there's actually well, maybe eight. Maybe you'd go the Seven Deadly Stages. Mm. And then it's kind of implying that they're both existent. But it's not the seven stages of no the seven stages of you. Oh, oh, stunning! The seven stages of you. Wow, I like it. I like it a lot. But then there's okay, but there's secretly eight because of the eight ghosts. Yes, but there's also the eighth version of the protagonist after they've gone through this experience, Aww. the new them. Wow. Do, 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 do. That was beautiful. We don't even have time for a conversation. We have, we have time for a, sh- a small conversation. Okay, okay. I actually have been co- like compiling a list because we never list have of questions. Yeah, like topics. I love that. Um, got anything special for us? Well, I still haven't finished my chai. I don't know how. There's two longish ones that are deep. Time. And then there's one short, funky one. <laughs> Love it. Let's go. We've, we've spent about an hour being really deep. So I think we have a, we yeah. need a short, funky okay, one. Okay, then. This was inspired by a video I saw on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the video was someone's like, ever want to waste an hour of your life? Ask a guy what animals they could take in a fight. 
<gasps> so, oh. not to promote animal violence. This is oh. with the animal's consent, however they give it. <laughs> or the animal incentivizes the fight. That's fair enough. But what animals could you take in a fight? What? Oh, no. Not many. Consensual. This is consensual and on the animal's behalf. Okay. That's just Re- that's Just not question. many at all. If it's aggressive. <laughs> kangaroo. And... Could you take a kangaroo? No. Goodness, no. Mm. I don't think anyone can take a kangaroo. I could take a You could not take a kangaroo. Come I don't on. know how tall kangaroos are. If it's they are, taller than me, it I doesn't just matter chance. about the height. They are fierce. See, I could take it with its paws, but as soon as it gets me with the legs, I'm exactly. gone. And they go so straight I would with kick the it legs. first. I'd kick it in the neck. Because they don't really bite, do they? I don't I wouldn't put it past a kangaroo to take a little chomp to be out honest, of you. I'd rather take like a, a crocodile over a kangaroo. No, I wouldn't take either. Neither. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, I'm feeling very well. <laughs> I feel like I could maybe take like... An, an otter? Mm, yeah, probably. They're quite... They can be quite aggressive. True. But... Otherwise, you would lose. <laughs> I could take on a goose for sure. Cause it Damn, would just, that's bold of you. It would annoy me into going, nah, I've had enough. Geese, I can't. They're I terrifying. Can... They are terrifying. But I reckon I could take them. Oh, do you reckon you could take like a flock of pigeons? They terrify me as is, so probably not. I could take on like up to five pigeons. As soon as there's a sixth one there, I'm down. <laughs> the story of six pigeons. Yeah. That's how you died. Exactly. <laughs> this is the story of how I died. died. You might be wondering how I got here. Um... Okay, okay. Other animals? I other animals? Could... Like a coyote? No. Do we have those? Yeah, no. We don't here, but I couldn't take one on. No. What are, what are some... I'm trying to think of, like, a zoo. I could take on a rabbit. Yeah. I could... Yeah. I Probably take on a fox, depending on the size of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I... Uh... Could you take on my dog? Charo already terrifies me. Yes, I probably like, couldn't. No, small one and fluffy. You know that's gonna be aggressive. Yeah. I mean, I th- I probably could realistically. You can just airlift her and just yeet. Yeah. I could just like pick. Well, although every time I try and pick her up, she runs away from me. So I yeah, she's really. I weird. haven't picked her up since she was like tiny. She's so weird. She'll run up to you and like and jump want up, cuddles, wanting but... to be picked up, and then you go to pick her up, and then she like runs away. Yeah. Like, not like runs, runs away, just backs up. Yeah. You're like, well, I actually blame it on my mum because she doesn't, like, pick her up super softly. Oh, is it, like, an aggressive? It, yeah. It's not, like, in a what? bad way, but, yeah. like, you know, if it, she's in the wrong positioning, she doesn't, like, reposition herself. She just, like, scoots Chura around and then picks her up. So I yeah. imagine Chura's probably got some trauma about that. Probably. I could take on both of my current cats. Unrelated. Could you take on Upper? I could. I so I'm looking Upper not. plushie from Avatar. The Last I, I love Upper too much to even try and take him on. But also. But Upper in the samurai no. with the, the, like, what, six swords? That is terrifying. I don't think I could. I think. Momo? If... Yeah, I could take on Momo. Yeah, anyone could take on Momo. It's Momo. Yeah. Momo with a gun. Momo, if Momo started talking at me like he does in that one episode, I don't oh. think I'd be able to take him mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd just be terrified. Um, could you take on... A moose. No. No, I could not. No. It's too big. 
anything that They're could beat huge. you down by sheer force is out if of the question. running at me? Yeah. yeah. Could I duck roll out of the way? See, here's the thing. Yes. Theoretically, I could duck roll out of the way, but I just don't like to roll out of the way because what if leaves get in my hair? Yeah, right. It's really stupid, but it would annoy me. Right. That I could would you take be distracted on, like, from a fight. A lemur? I have to think of what a, a lemur. Yes. Yes, I could take on it on You could take on a lemur? I'm just what if it was like the Mort King from Julian. Madagascar? <laughs> if it's Mort, I'm screwed. Right? If it's King Julian, I'm fine. Yeah, right. Mort with what his... about the penguins from Madagascar? Could we take them on? Specifically the Madagascar ones? No. Goodness, no. Any penguins, other penguins in general? Yes. Mm. What about Happy Feet penguins? Oh, the ones that sing? I couldn't take them. I wouldn't want to take them on. What about Sid the Sloth? This has just turned into fictional animals. Absolutely. Um, okay, a sloth in general I could definitely take out. They Sid take the sloth... themselves out thinking their arm is a branch. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's really true. Sid the sloth is supposed to be a giant sloth, which is like 10 to 12 feet tall. I imagine it's... Whoa, it's bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, they're supposed to be Like huge. a yeti. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a human-sized sloth. No, they're meant to be ginormous. That makes sense compared to his friend Manny is a mammoth. Yeah, when you like, when it you actually stuff. picture them next to each other. But then in the first Ice Age movie, you have the humans there, and there are they're humans about. In... I need to rewatch Ice Age. Yeah. Do you not remember the baby? The really bad. It's like Renesmee level baby. Oh, it's ew, bad. No. May have walked out of my memory. Everyone problems. hates the Ice Age baby, right? Right. Yeah. We all hate the Ice Age Please baby. Google it for me. I will Google it for what you. What about the squirrel from Ice Age? Scratch. The squirrel has a name. Oh, it has Scratch. Okay, mm. okay. Scratch, not Scratch. 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 Why is it Scratch? I it sounds don't like know. rat. Right? I suppose he is a bit of a rat. What's the What's the female love interest? What's her name? Good question. I thought you would know. You seem to know everything. I. Okay, could you take Thank on you. an octopus? It depends. Is it on land or in water? That's the thing. So I was looking at your um, octopus plushie. That's the Ice Age baby. Oh, that's horrendous. Right? Yeah. That's horrendous. Right? Oh my god. It's the worst. No thanks. No, thank you. Yeah. Ew. No. Um, I'm sorry. I'm still going back. No. Yeah, no. Goodness, no. No. Um, what was the question? An octopus. An octopus. In water, probably not. It'd strangle you. <laughs> on land, I could just like crush it with a stone. And it would so be they're fine. kind of immortal. Well, at least it would keep it would like Mjolnir it. It would just kind of keep it yeah. down. There's it wouldn't come after me. That you could technically win in a fight, but I wouldn't want to fight it. An mm. Irukandji jellyfish. Because it's a jellyfish. You could defeat oh. it easily. Squish it. But if I do not have no. shoes, if I do not have something physically else, even if I squish it and it slid out and then stung me, I'm Irukandji kill you. Like murder murder. Yeah, when I went up to the Wit Sundays, it was jellyfish season. So, you know, like the whole like, jumping off the boat in the bikini? No, you're wearing a full wetsuit. You do not want to get stung by jellyfish. No. And they're everywhere. Yeah. So just go and not jellyfish season, guys. Yeah, Irukandji in particular, they Still are... Still beautiful, though. Them and box jellyfish are the deadliest jellyfish, I, I believe. I'd put it up there. Well, yeah. Irukandji, definitely. Yeah. Because even if you're paralyzed Australia and it doesn't kill you, you just drown. Exactly. Egg, exactly. Harsh. Damn, jellyfish. 
Damn, Daniel, back mm. again with the stinging tentacles. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I feel like that's a good place to conclude it. I think it is as well. This is a safety been warning. This beautiful. was a good one. This makes up for the last one that was trash. It really does. It just we proves. could have saved it with the song lyrics. Yeah. It just proves that our the quality in our stories just varies so much. Yeah. But I am very happy with today's story. Thank you Thanks. so so much for listening, everyone, and we will catch you next time.